Welcome to the channel. My name is Joe Ignis and I am a business growth coach and consultant and owner and founder of the Knowledge App Company. I'm an author and an entrepreneur and I want to put this video together because I have a lot of people come in and they're struggling with what to do next in their business. What steps should you take? Should you start a YouTube channel right now? Should you focus on revenue? Should you focus on systems? And so I just want to lay out for you my steps for how you should grow your business and that way you can identify where you're at and what your next step should be so you don't fall into what I call shiny object syndrome. So we're about to take a look at that in this video. All right, so over to my left, I got this whiteboard that I'm gonna be writing on. And what I'm gonna do is start from the very beginning before you even know what you're selling or before you're trying to pick what your offer is. And we're gonna start like you don't even have a business and just go from there. You might have a business right now that's cash flowing. You're having revenue, things are going well, whatever. Um, and there still could be some of these foundational steps you might need to go back and improve before moving to the next step. You may find yourself somewhere in the middle on this list or somewhere towards the end. Wherever you're at, it doesn't matter and we can get you to the next level if you follow the steps. Um, I'll break down each step with just a few points. We're not going to go in depth in this video, but if you want a more in-depth look at each of these steps, comment below and I'll make a video for you. Okay, so step one when growing your business, what you have to come up with is what I call an irresistible offer. That's uh. It's harder than you think to write with this massive marker on here and irresistible took me about 10 tries uh, to figure out how to actually <laughs> uh, spell that thing. So having irresistible offers, what does that mean? Your offer needs to fit into the market so well that it's a no brainer for people. You need to be solving a problem and you need to be selling it in a way that um, follows emotions. For example, I saw an ad the other day for a local plumbing company or it was like a basement crawl space company. I, I can't remember the name of it. But what they talked about is everything in the basement they fix, right? And they talked about where we could go from this to that and mold and percentiles and numbers and yada, yada, yada. And the reason that's not a great offer for that specific advertisement, like it's solving a problem, like it's a good offer there, but the way they're selling it is not through the emotional side. A better way to sell that on the advertisement is, do you have allergies in your house? Do you ever sneeze? Do you ever feel just stopped up in your house? Did you know that could be from your basement? Yeah, you might actually have mold down there. And then going into the stuff first, because you've got to relate with something that actually happens to people. And that's where that irresistible offer comes in. It's it's irresistible for someone to solve pain. If I have pain of allergies, um, or I'm like always sick at my own house, I want that solved because it's emotional, it's hurting, it sucks. And if you get people to that level, you'll, you'll actually close better, for example. So your offer's gotta hit those emotions, it's gotta solve a problem, and it's gotta fit into the market very simply. So number two is actually have a proof of concept. So if you're in real estate or you're an insurance agent or you're um, a broker or you're a loan officer, whatever it is, you already have an irresistible offer and a proof of concept. Now you may not be selling yourself in a way that's irresistible, but if you're in any of those industries, you already have a proof of concept because real estate's a billions and billions and billions of dollars industry every single year. Um, where a proof of concept comes in is if you're pioneering a new business model, for example. I teach them how to do a coaching program for you know where their expertise is, whether it's wealth or short-term rentals or something like that. And coming up with a proof of concept is getting some sales and getting some results for people and being able to show others that it, you can replicate the results for people. So we did that at the Knowledge Gap um, in the first 12 months, we have some case studies, a bunch of testimonial videos and five-star reviews. We actually track people's stats on how fast their business grew when they work with us compared to the market, compared to the average. Um, and we saw, you know, 
huge percentiles increases in revenue. We have people who had their best years ever and the, the real estate market dumped like 50% in value or something like that. Don't quote me on those numbers. You can go look them up. <laughs> that was just what one of my clients mentioned to me. So that's the proof of concept. Can you repeat the success with every single client? And if you're in any of those industries where you already have a proof of, proof of concept that there's money in the market, right? There's, there's value there to be solved and you can repeat if you're not having a great result with every client, you need to come back here. All right, so number three is establish your brand. So um, I work with a lot of clients and they'll come in and they have a proof of concept or they're in a proof of concept industry like real estate loan off, you know, mortgages or whatever it is, right? Um, insurance. And, and we know there, there's there's money there, um, but they're having trouble distinguishing themselves from everybody else. And that's, that's because they haven't established their brand. So a brand um, is the way people feel about your business. When they think of your name, what do they think of? And in order to figure out your brand, you need to think about, why you do what you do and your actual mission um, and vision for that business. And if it's all about making money, um, people probably aren't gonna work with you. Really, people connect and trust you based on your destination in life. And so um, there's three levels of connection that we talk about when I coach people. Um, there's a thing called location, where we connect on places we've been, things on observation, where we're in the same circles, or I like football, I'm a big Tennessee Vol fan, so I can talk about all the sports and then we connect there. And destinations where we're going. So for example, there's investor groups like a local one called Sono investors by a client of mine, Charles Gorman. And, you know, that's all investors. They all meet up. They have the same vision for what they want to accomplish um, financially um, for their lives. And, you know, investing goes way further than that too. And the reason investor, you might want to work with someone is based on why they do it. Why, how, what's their, what's their, what's really their experience? Because if, if there's a really big why, they probably have the experience and they probably have done what they need to do in order to help you with whatever service it is. If you're, for example, an investor, but realtor or a mortgage, whatever. So if you have not established a brand, people can't think of certain words when it comes to your name, or there's not like a word like the knowledge gap that comes to the brand, you need to go back and you'd be thinking about how can I communicate my why to people um, without coming off as someone who's just saying, I'm the best at everything because every, everyone says that the best at everything. So you have to think differently than that. And my advice is that good branding comes up in conversation. All right, number four is build scalable systems. And that's really beautiful over there. So I tried really hard um, to write that. <laughs> um, okay, at this point, you should have an irresistible offer that solves a problem, right? And it's, it's something that, has a place in the market and it, it's connecting with emotions. And at this point, you should have proof of concept. You know there's money here. You know you can replicate really good results um, with whatever business, whether you're an entrepreneur starting your own thing or again, you're in one of these established um, businesses. Um, and then you need to already have an established brand. People can um, identify with you your, your destination of what you're trying to accomplish with your business and you can figure out the types of people you like to work with. For example, I like to say we're in the helping others industry. We like to work with business owners that help people, that they're primary role for doing the business is to serve others and make make the world a better place, not purely just to become the richest person on the world and buy 10 yachts. So when you're building these scalable systems at this point, you should have revenue coming in. But now the problem isn't that your offer is not good or your sales process isn't good. It's it's now a time problem. It's an efficiency thing. And one of the best things you can do is just free up your time so you can sell more. So if you want to get to the next level in business um, and you're in this place, you need to think about technology for automation. Like what can you just utilize a software for, for 50 bucks a month or even 100 or 200 bucks a month that allows you extra hours. And the way you want to think about 
if you should invest in a certain system or a process or a software or hiring an assistant or a, a marketing agency or like a podcasting YouTube agency like my business where we will handle everything full concierge service, you just need to know how much your time is worth per hour. So if you want to make you know, $400,000 a year at your business, then in, and if you're the only person selling, right, then you have to generate X number of dollars per hour. Let me let me actually do the math on that. So 400,000, got my calculator out. Uh, you divide that by, let's say you work 50 weeks and you have two weeks off or something like that. And let's say you wanna work 40 hours a week. I'll just keep it really simple. Your time, if you wanna make $400,000 a year is 200 bucks an hour. Um, so for example, if, you're, if your time's worth 200 bucks and you're trying to have $400,000 business, you're the only person selling, right? Any software that's less than, that saves you an hour, that's less than 200 is worth it. Okay, so if you have four hours saved by one software that's 300 bucks, well, you would make $800 if you just went and sold. And that's what you need to happen. So that 300 has helped you leverage to make an extra $500 for your business. Okay, so number five is, is optimizing your lead flow and revenue. When you, when you have your offer, you have proof of concept, you have your brand, you have all of your systems in place to where you've maximized your time. At this point, your only focus is how much lead flow and revenue can I generate for me personally? You wanna maximize, get to the level, see what that actually is. So then you can develop a, a program uh, uh, to hire more people, whether it's sales and operations, which we're gonna talk about in a second um, that's now replicatable right and so you need a proof of concept here all created with your systems working together to where if you hired somebody off the street they could you could be trained um, maybe, maybe they have to have some sort of specialization right coming from a different industry whatever it is they could be trained to perform at a high level and replace you because really the goal of a business owner isn't to be the person who makes all the money, does all the things. It's really to replace yourself so you can work on growing the business and that way your time can be spent in other places. Um, that's great for a lot of reasons when you hire employees, like you're changing their life as much as your life's being changed by growing the business, right? So it's, it's a great thing to wanna to get to that place. But you've gotta have a replicatable process. If there's no process where you can tell somebody Hey, Gavin, you know, come on in. Here's how you get leads. Here's how you sell. Here's how you generate revenue. You're not ready to move to the next step. All right, number six is higher operations. So your goals for business may be different. Now, again, I'm, I'm just basing this off of, you know, the, the actual where I would go. Operations for you could just be an assistant because maybe that's all your business requires, right? Um, some businesses are gonna need like a director, like a whole op person full-time and all that kind of stuff. So this is different for everybody. But once you got the place where you are multiplying time with systems technology and you have a replicatable way to get leads and all these things, now you can plug somebody in and what you do is you actually write out your entire business processes step by step by step and you figure out all the things that you have to do or requires high level expertise and what you want to do is again it's that time problem you want to hire somebody to take care of everything else that happens in your business so you can focus on the thing you're best at and selling if you spend 40 percent or 50 or 60 percent on operations or administrative work um, and you make four hundred thousand dollars a year you'll literally if you want to grow your business to six or seven hundred thousand all you have to do is offload all of the other um, not time wasters important things but things that require different level of expertise that's not revenue generating you just offload that and you'll grow your business to six or seven hundred thousand dollars a year it really is that simple and hiring operations team will do that for you. The reason operations is, isn't in like, you know, lead flow or build scalable systems is because operations is gonna require training, it's gonna require a bigger salary, it's gonna require more hourly rates, you're gonna have to manage somebody um, before you have the technology set up and, 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 and something for them to run on. It's gonna be hard to hire someone 
if they don't have a platform to use and something to train on. Because if you just try to tell people to do stuff, they'll they'll struggle with that because you have what's in your head. So that's why it's actually after those other ones. Also, if you don't have enough revenue and you're not gonna be able to hire this person, it's gonna stress you out, distract you, and um, actually tank, take the business emotionally in that way. So you wanna have a, a good amount of revenue, doing well, hire that person. You'll make a little bit less for a short period of time, um, but you'll make up for it in, in just a couple of months. All right, number seven, so hire sales. So this just means hiring sales force. So um, for example, if people were just to, uh, one of one of the base time sucks for me right now and, and what we're hiring for and, and slowly building, um, we're just in our second year of business. Um, this is how we used to do it um, when I was recruiting a lot. I'd, I'd have some people do this you know, part-time, but having people like set appointments, internal sales assistant that are just calling through all of the leads that you have. Because there's a point where you become, at this point in your business, you've probably become successful and have a lot of leads but you just can't call through them all. You can't remember, it's too hard. You only have a certain amount of time that you can actually spend with people. Uh, but all of these leads could be closed. So if you hired like an internal sales agent to start calling and do appointment settings, we used to do that over at Elevate Wellness. Like all of our meetings would just be booked and we'd just do the sales so we could focus on the business and, and that worked out really well. And obviously another type sales position is where you just have like an outside salesperson and they're doing the exact same thing you're doing, selling whatever you're selling. And they're they're dealing with either a certain segment, a niche of your business, a certain market um, or whatever, and you train them and they're bringing in revenue. You can only do this out after you have operations because there's no operations. Um, operations like the glue, it keeps everything together, allows the salespeople to focus on sales and not focus on having to do all the admin paperwork, which if you're a salesperson watching this, which you probably are an entrepreneur, you kind of hate doing that. So um, you need that operation set up but then you can hire the salespeople and if everything's set up correctly this is where you know the revenue can just go off the chart next last step number eight hire marketing so once you have your sales force out there generating revenue once you have your operations team set up and everything can roll smoothly what you want to do is you want to nurture all of your leads and build an audience to where your salespeople can um, close those deals, get more deals in the pipeline, but also just make their job easier to increase your closing percentage. So the marketing, you know, what that comes with is, you know, a YouTube channel, a podcast, all these different things. Um, again, some businesses are a little bit different where maybe you don't even want a salesperson because you're a solopreneur or whatever. Never bad to have good marketing. I think all the way up to this point, I wouldn't say never post on social media. In fact, I would say that you need to be posting your clients and good news and all this kind of stuff. But there's a point here where you want to offload this off your plate. Um, and it could even be before this or in operations, depending on your type of business and how much marketing that you need to do. At some point, marketing is one of the most valuable things you can do, but probably not the most valuable skill that you have. So hire this person to help with the marketing um, direction of your entire business. And they're going to remind you um, and they're going to they're going to be able to build out a vision for the business um, to where you can sit back, relax and actually just do what you're good at. All right. Last step is real simple. You just scale. So if you have your operations team, your sales team, your marketing team all set up, if you have a replicatable lead flow system and revenue generation model that they can go off of, if you have um, scalable systems and you have an established brand, proof of concept, and an irresistible offer, your business is only limited by the number of salespeople that you hire or the amount of marketing dollars you put into advertisements for lead flow. And then you can just get your business to wherever you want it to be. So guys, I hope that helped. I hope you can identify where you're at I'd love to hear in the comments um, what step you might be on. Um, and if you have any questions whatsoever, always open to answering those so you can figure out how to grow your business. I'm a big believer that if entrepreneurs do well, they're the people who are investing in charities and local businesses all over the country, all over the world, especially here in Knoxville where I reside. And uh, that's why um, I do what I do. It's to inspire people to do what inspires them, add value to the people around. By the way, if you want to support the channel, I did write a book um, last year called The Problem with Potential. So if you're an entrepreneur and you want to... 
um, reach your potential in life, you'll absolutely love this book. It's all about how to stop overthinking and get out of your own way, which um, most of us entrepreneurs would say um, we struggle with. So, so check that out. It's um, on the, in the link in the description. Check it out on Amazon or go to joeignis.com slash the problem with potential. Um, all of those proceeds help make this content happen.